Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Alaska, the last frontier. In popular culture, it's the home of salmon, polar bears, northern lights, and oil. Lots of oil. In fact, so much oil that the state pays residents hundreds of dollars every month from the money they get from the oil industry. The rumors are true you can get paid to live here in Alaska. Is that true that the state gives you free money? Yes, that actually is true. Free money for you to spend on whatever it is. But in recent years, the massive oil development projects that were supposed to keep the oil sector strong in Alaska have been meeting a similar fate. Willow it was a proposed oil drilling project in Alaska uh, that ConocoPhillips had put together. It would have been um, one of the largest, if not the largest, that's been proposed in recent years, oil project. It was kind of a big deal. It was kind of seen, you know, seen as, you know, something that would have helped revitalize the lagging oil industry in, in the state. What surprised a lot of Greens is that, you know, the Biden administration, after coming into office, you know, on a campaign that it was going to cut greenhouse gas emissions, kind of gave its okay on the project as far as litigation. Okay, so you are now using the past tense as you talk about the Willow Project, though. So what happened on Wednesday? You know, the first time around was a surprise every, to everybody. And I think this past Wednesday, when the Interior Department and Department of uh, Justice said, actually, we are not going to defend this anymore, um, caught kind of the other half of people by surprise. I'm Annie Snyder. This is Politico Energy. And today, Ben Lefebvre on the end of a huge oil project in Alaska and the languishing investment in the state's oil industry. It's Friday, October 22nd. Okay, so we jumped ahead to they're no longer defending the project, but tell us a little bit about that court decision that that knocked it down. What was that back at the end of August? Yeah, it was a district court decision of the sort that's kind of plagued a lot of permitting, you know, out of the Trump administration, where they said, well, look, there were just too many corners cut. So the district judge said, you got to go back to the drawing board on this. And then, you know, kind of things just were kind of quiet for a while. Two months later, all of a sudden it's, at, you know, the Biden administration saying we're, we're no longer going to defend this case. OK, OK. So you had the Biden administration when they first came into office agreeing to defend the Trump administration's review of this project. But a district court ended up siding against the Biden administration, knocking down that environmental review and I guess then the, the permits associated with it. Uh, and so then it was this past Wednesday when the Biden administration said, OK, <laughs> we're not we're not going to appeal that decision. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the confusing thing is that the Biden administration on Wednesday basically took the position that Greens had expected the Biden administration to take months ago, but did not. By my count, there's now three major resource development projects in Alaska that the Biden administration has frozen or overturned or not defended. You've got Willow, you've got the Pebble Mine, and then you've got uh, drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. So how is that all being received by the Alaska delegation and by Alaskans? Uh, they're not happy about it. The oil market has basically given up on Alaska. And this is a big problem for Alaska's government and its residents because the state, to a huge degree, depends on um, you know fossil fuel industry to fill government coffers. And you know senators like Murkowski and Sullivan are you know trying to do something to you know bring the state's economies back up, 
but the industry is not interested and the Biden administration is, you know, content to like either let the industry exit and not give any more openings for industry investment up there. This was um, one of the last major projects that could have you know, led to more oil production in Alaska, even if it had gone through, it wasn't going to be this, you know, the quote unquote savior of the Alaskan oil industry. And I think it's a little bit fitting that the Alaska's, you know, kind of hopes to increase oil production has kind of gone out with a whimper. And I'm almost, you know, wondering if anyone's going to bother uh, from the Alaskan side to try to bring this up to like the Supreme Court or anything, or if it's just going to languish. So that's what I'm kind of, I'm actually looking to see, you know, where, where Republicans come down on this, if anyone's going to keep trying to push it forward. Also, on Thursday, a trove of leaked documents showed the push from some of the world's biggest polluters to dilute a key climate change report from the United Nations. The documents, obtained by Greenpeace's journalism unit and reviewed also by the BBC, detailed the push from many countries, including Australia and Saudi Arabia. They were arguing against upcoming UN recommendations for phasing out fossil fuels and shifting towards plant-based diets to help the environment. The documents include thousands of comments by governments and civil societies addressed to the authors of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. But one of the lead authors said the lobbying efforts have always been part of the writing of these reports, and insisted that the report is ultimately backed by peer-reviewed science. The authors have the final say on what makes it in. Part of the IPCC's report was already released back in August, and the portions these countries and actors want to alter, which focuses on specific action, is expected to come out next year. If you haven't yet, subscribe to our show from wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. And for more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Carlos Prieto is our producer. Raghu Manavalan is our senior editor of audio. Our senior producer is Jenny Ament. Irene Noguchi is Politico Audio's executive producer. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Annie Snyder. See you next week. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future.